Hello, this is Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined today by Melissa Gaddis, who is Iovation's Senior Director of Client Services, and Brooke Snelling, Senior Product Marketing Manager. You've got some interesting new research out. We're looking at what is happening in the mobile fraud landscape. Some interesting statistics have come out from this. So one of the things that you're saying in this recent research that was released in the last week or so is that about half of risky online transactions now appear to be coming from a mobile device. 49% of all risky transactions uh, in first half of 2019, which is up from 30% in 2018, and that was just 25% in 2016. So I guess, I guess the first question is, I mean, could you please define what is a risky transaction, just so we can level set on that? Sure, this is Melissa Gaddis. So, you know, risky transactions um, from an innovation perspective are coming from devices that have suspicious characteristics. From a mobile world, you're going to see transactions and devices that are that are using emulators that perhaps are root detected or um, jailbroken, and or are coming from locations that perhaps um, are trying to appear as where the organization is located. So if you're conducting business in the UK, the, the transaction will look like it's coming from the UK, but when in fact we can see it's coming from a different location altogether. So those sorts of indicators we consider to be risky. We will look at those and inform businesses that um, any of those risk indicators exist and they can take that information, tie it to information that they have from the transaction itself from the end user and determine whether or not they should move forward with that transaction or not. Yeah, I'll add just a little bit. This is Brooke. Uh, that, that's certainly um, true, all of those uh, details of where those are coming from from Melissa. There's also just a huge number of transactions that we've been protecting. Iovation's been around since 2005. Uh, since that time, we've seen 6 billion devices, 45 billion transactions from more than 35,000 brands, and we have uh, 69 million confirmed fraud reports. So when we say risky transaction, that's coming from a robust history of tracking transactions and knowing different characteristics and things that make something risky, the attributes of the device, um, as, as Melissa was noting, where it's coming from, if they're using emulators. So we're compiling this huge, robust uh, data source from being in this industry for quite a long time to determine whether or not a transaction is risky. So uh, one of the things, one of the observations is uh, a, a shift in terms of uh, the, the continents or the top continents for mobile fraud. So far in 2019, it's North America at 59%, which was um, back in 2016 was only 36%. So I mean, what's what's um, happening there really? This is Melissa. I I think the there there are a couple of things. Simply also, if you look at just the growth in mobile uh, devices. Uh, the prevalence of mobile devices, um, I have four of them sitting here in, in the room that I'm in right now. And um, so people can come in and transact with businesses while it's the, perhaps the same person, they're using multiple devices and tying that together and understanding all of those devices belong to that same individual um, is an important aspect of understanding the risk of any any transaction. But also we're looking at if it is actual fraud, when uh, a fraud 
investors online and looking to looking to hit up a company, they're looking to present themselves as one of their customers. And so again, if you are um, trying to uh, test credentials, you are going to look like you're coming from where those credentials belong. So if if you had my credentials, if if you know one of the recent breaches had Melissa Melissa Gaddis's information and you got a hold of those, you're going to look like you're trying to be Melissa Gaddis. I live in Portland, Oregon. You're going to make yourself look like you're coming from Portland, Oregon, regardless of where you you actually reside. And so a lot of the trends too, from a fraud perspective are devices that may not physically actually be in the United States, but they are presenting themselves as being in the United States simply because they're trying to look uh, look like the type of customer that the organization would have. Okay. Brooke, anything to add to that? No, that was, that was a, a great explanation. We're just seeing more devices, uh, mobile devices in North America, so more, tra- more fraudulent transactions coming on those. Uh, it's not just attributable to the growth in devices and the growth in commerce in the U.S. It is actually a, a, a growth in fraud, almost irrespective of the number of devices. Is that correct? There's a there's a growth in fraud on those devices, but I think I, we're kind of going almost back to that emulator piece that more and more good transactions are happening on mobile devices. And uh, so it would appear that fraudsters are now aware of that. And so they're now using mobile devices or emulators to look like they're using mobile devices. So we're also seeing an increase in risky transactions now coming in on mobile. Okay, got it. So, And, and this is Melissa. I just have one more thing to add there. Um, you know, if you look at, I started um, with iOvation 12 years ago. And, and when we um, integrated with customers and we looked at all of the potential areas of risk on the websites um, and through their customer flow, customers that had web transactions and then looked at what you could do with a mobile app even, the mobile apps weren't as robust in terms of functionality. Um, you know, if I go back to what my, I could do on my banking app, you know, even five years ago compared to what I can do with it now, there is a significant shift in functionality. And and fraudsters are taking advantage of that because as banks or as retailers are making it easier for people to transact from, you know, a device that, it, you know, fits in your hand and allows you all of the functionality you could have on a full website, you're going to have more and more people doing that because you're out and about you want to make a quick transaction, you want to check your bank statement, um, and people are expecting to have that ease. And so as organizations add the functionality that allow customers to do a wide range of transactions, there are instances where businesses aren't thinking necessarily about the fraud component and bringing in the technologies like iOvation to protect those transactions. And so if you're looking at fraudsters looking for an easy win, they're looking for the easiest way in to perpetrate the fraud. And many times using mobile devices allow that for organizations who who haven't brought up their the businesses that help them fight fraud um, along with the functionality. Okay. I mean, that, that would make a lot of sense as well, actually. I mean, I can remember... Not that long ago, and probably in the early days of Iovation, um, you know, your, your mobile banking app allowed you to see your bank balance in the last five transactions, and that was basically it. So it's 
it's come a long way to from from where it was to you know being able to take out a mortgage on your phone and things. So, um, which is a bit, I guess was a bit of a segue into the next question, which is, I mean, what what are the most pervasive types of fraud that you're seeing over mobile devices? You know what we are seeing. It really it really depends on the industry, right? We we um, we protect a wide gamut of industries uh, across the board, but we are seeing a lot of um, carding type of transactions. Again, going back to the breaches where customers or or mobile devices are used just to test just to test a credential, trying to test a login, trying to test a credit card, whether or not it works for some small transaction before they go off and and hit huge. And so um, the credential stuffing we will see uh, a lot of, uh, which leads to ATO account takeover. We will see um, credit card fraud, certainly. Um, and then we also see, because of the type of industries that we, we, we protect, not every type of fraud we protect is a financial fraud. And so a lot of times we'll have spam type fraud come in from these mobile devices as well. Brooke, anything to add there? Yeah, I, I would just, that's, it's so true. We have these different types of fraud uh, for different industries. Uh, we actually track 55 different types of actual fraud within uh, our huge consortium of data. So uh, somebody that is one of our uh, customer subscribers can be looking in and see a particular device and say, hey, this device has is associated with a kind of fraud from gambling. I'm a banking customer. That doesn't apply to me as much as opposed to uh, this this customer, uh, this device has been associated with credit card fraud. Oh, that is going to apply to me. I want to be careful on this device. So uh, we track 55 different types of those kinds of fraud, and some of them are going to apply across industries, and some of them are really kind of more specific for a, for a specific kind of industry. And we're seeing that within mobile fraud or desktop fraud. Uh, there's not really a specific kind of fraud that's associated with mobile devices more so extravagantly than, uh, than what we're seeing in general trends. So uh, Melissa Gaddis and Brooke Snelling of iOvation. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.